You're now tuned into the Booze Brothers podcast. It's lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the interview segment. Shouts to Mob Still One Half of Booze Brothers. I'm here with my man, Ellie Square, a.k.a. Yo, yo. Lee. I mean, producer slash engineer extraordinaire. So, what's up with you, Lee? I'm good, man. Maintaining. Uh, glad to be sitting here with you. That's what's up. I'm gonna start just uh, what was your start in music? Like, what was the beginning? Wow, that's a good one. Uh, the beginning for me, musically, um, it came from Saturday mornings listening to my mom, like, play records, cleaning mm. up, stuff yeah. like that. And I heard uh, a Stevie Wonder record and it had piano in it. I'm like, wow, I, I don't, that sounds dope. Yeah. And, and, told my mom I wanted to learn piano. So next thing I know, I'm in settlement music school every Saturday. That's crazy. I went there too. It ain't last that long. It lasted <laughs> no, like maybe two months. Me either. <coughs> Same thing, but I went. And um but from there the love of, of music was it was it was on at that point. And um um I'm all I've been a gadget person all my life. The right. first one on the block with an Atari, ColecoVision, <laughs> all Damn, that you kind took of it stuff. Back. So yeah, I, I had, I've always had like access to um, stuff. My dad made sure his boys had everything. You know what right. I'm saying? So I got grabbed a few pieces. Uh, I had a little microphone. I had a radio with a keyboard on top. Mm-hmm. And I used to walk around the neighborhood. Oh, a radio with a keyboard? Like a, you could play it? It was a keyboard on top. It was an official <coughs> radio with a keyboard. That's on crazy. Top. I might have to dig That's up. different, I got, too. I, I ain't never picture. seen that. I got a picture. I might have to dig that up. Yeah, so if you, you uh, pull that up if one you, time. If you post it on uh, <laughs> social media, you're going to see the picture with me. And I had hair then, so don't. don't <laughs> then we going way back then. Yeah. <laughs> really way back. But, um, no, after uh, after that, I just knew, man. I, I wanted to, to do something. Uh, and music, so my dad bought me drum machines, little keyboards and stuff, and I started, you know, just making little, I didn't know what I was doing back then, I was making noise. Making sounds. <laughs> recorded my first record piece of wax in 1988, it's the year my son was born. Okay. So I recorded a piece of wax. Uh, now was that a beat, or was that... Oh, it was song. beats. It was beats that were, <clears throat> before it was 100x. We were called right. the Untouchables. Right. And we recorded a piece of wax. They had two songs on the MC Killing and the um, uh, wow, I can't um, oh Death Wish. Okay. So we put that that single out, and that's the record that I actually took to VA to let Pharrell see for okay. the first time, and that's what made him get into music because he saw oh. me he saw the piece of wax him and my cousin Marcus they was just like wow like it's you cuz I'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah that's dope now Pharrell is related to you right yes my cousin okay how often do you interact with Pharrell or well in this day and time not not you know not nowhere near it's like none I, the last time I talked to him like talk talk to him was it's been almost a year 
But I talk to his assistant more okay. than I talk to <laughs> him because sure he do. sets things up for me. Right. And they put me on friends and family list, but like he's just yeah. been super busy. I'm actually in in the planning stages of going to L.A. to see him, to sit with him, mm-hmm. and build because I have you know a new venture. It's an old venture, but it's it's new, like new official as far right. as being uh, done uh, legitimately. Like we're actually registered with the government to do business as Bill Collectors Entertainment. So that's new. We did that at the top that's of the dope. year. Yeah, and we have uh, our first group that we're going to be releasing. It's called Strange Game. Strange Game? Strange Game. All right, y'all be on the lookout for that Strange Game. Yeah, Strange Game. They got Ooh. some crazy, crazy uh, uh, joints, man. Like, they, they nice. And then we got, we got some stuff coming, man. I got some new singers. I actually have... This young kid that we developing that's so dope. Uh, his name is Jay Century. He plays guitar. He writes his own lyrics. He's a little rough around the edges, so we try and polish him and get him get him right. Um, got this white kid named Justin. He sings. He plays keys. Uh, he's the he classically uh, trained pianist. Okay. So a lot of the artists that I have in my <coughs> camp right now, they're multi talented. Like they can actually get in here and make tracks too. So it makes so it fun help. for me. Right. I don't have to like just like sit at the helm. guitar and something right. that you got something. If I got something, they might walk in and hear something. They might come in and play and hit that from an angle that I wouldn't have thought about right. or maybe not at that particular time. Right. So having that kind of, you know, interaction, coming in the vibe is like always, always good. Um, That's dope. Another artist that we're going to be releasing um, soon, just I did a joint with him, Styles P. Uh yeah, man, we got some stuff going on, like Bill Collector. What's the artist's name? You ain't even say Goldie. Goldie. Oh, Goldie, okay. Yeah. Now, who who else have you worked with throughout the years? Oh, man. <clears throat> I worked with... I did all the Lava First stuff uh, before, you know, major figures. Um, my crew was 100X. Okay. Um, I've worked with the DOD from Philly. Um... I did a lot of records for them and I helped like shape that whole campaign. They had a nice movement back before everybody got locked the hell up. They had a nice movement. Um, right. The figures, I've, of course, I've done the Gillies, Love for Gilly. There is something to bounce to. Uh, I did the crack song on, on the uh, figures album with Rough House, Columbia. Um, Worked with Greg Osby, did the jazz album. I've had placements with uh, Capital, uh, Motown, uh, Rough House, uh, Universal, and a few indie uh, labels. I actually had bread. I got nice checks from them. They just never released the content. I actually did a few records with Dutch and Spade when they were signed to Entertainment. I worked with Freeway, worked with Beans. Um, you know, and, and you know, I was partner in the beginning with Blair Thomas, and after that, we dissolved our partnership, and then I signed with Rashid Wallace. So that's when we built that three, four million dollar studio. Right. That was that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then once that dissolved, I, you know, me, I always bounce back. I've had rooms around the city, down on South Street. Uh, I've had rooms everywhere, but I think the room that I'm sitting in now might be. The one that I really liked the most. I mean, the one with she was great because to have that much gear around, like I was actually able 
I had a budget where I could just basically damn near pick up whatever I wanted and design it how I wanted it. So I always love him and appreciate him for that. Um, was that the one with the brick wall inside of it with the sliding? They had like a glass door in the booth? No, that's the one on South Street. <clears throat> okay. That was the one on South Street. It was called The Heat. And then later on, I went out Cali. And this is when I met Dr. Dre. I was out there after Mad working with an artist uh, that was... She was signed to Timberland, the girl Shanta. Uh, Shanta, I think I, that sounds familiar. She got that song, when, when that, she was on that song with, uh, I think it's Love to Love You. Okay. Shanta, oh, yeah, big yeah, lips, yeah. like handlebars or something, yeah. whatever, whatever. Her, I, was, I did a, she picked out, she heard some of my beats and she picked out one and we were actually, I was out there at Aftermath trying to get that going. And when I came back to Philly, the guy that I had partnered up with, he did some old slimy stuff. <laughs> And basically Always. sold the sold the rights to the studio with my gear in it and his oh, gear wow. to quarter key. Oh, that's how shit. It oh, that's how you became, ended up. Oh shit! Fourth, it became the fourth quarter. That's crazy. I ain't know that. A lot of people didn't know it because <laughs> it was just crazy. And then, you know, that's still a good friend of mine, but business wise, it didn't work out. Right. You know what I'm saying so. I had you know parted ways and. Um, yeah, I think this, like I said, this room right here and the people that I'm working with now, I'm going to say this, I have all of the pieces in place now. The only thing that's stopping me is me right, right now. Like all the pieces are in place. I got a gang of talent behind me. I got folks with me that's not afraid to take a few chances and spend a couple of hours. So right now... Things are looking good. I'm back. I wasn't even making music for a while because I was just frustrated with right. the game. The game just really had me frustrated. But I'm when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking of music again. I'm, I come in and I'm and I'm making music. I'm seeing how things are running. It's running like a business, and it feels good. Like this is all I do. Like I don't work a nine to five. I'm in the studio every day, doing things to push and progress. Like I have a few things in place. To, to help sustain me while I do that, because if not, yeah, I would have to go get a job. But, right. you know, Who wants to do that? No, <laughs> I mean, it's necessary. I feel it sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm really keep, been keeping the faith and knowing that musically that's where I belong, that's where I need to be. So exactly. that's that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm, what I'm putting all my faith in. And it's, it's paying off, like, we're actually going to be releasing uh, the first single on Strange Game. It's called Jimmy Two Times. Okay. And that's going to be coming soon. Video, everything. So, you know, we're going to have it everywhere. MTV, jams, like everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. So. That's what's up. I, I heard you mention uh, to me before you was doing some stuff with TV. I'm also getting into um, licensing. So it's just okay. like when you hear that. Like commercials and stuff McDonald's like commercial or uh, Reese's commercial. Right. You never know. It could be some LA Square music playing <laughs> under there, you know. So that lane has kind of been open for me. So, mm. because, And I'm going to take advantage of that. And now, music. is that, that going to be the background music? Because I know me and you mentioned something about like trying to do jingles before. Well, it could be it could be Either whatever. One. Because they basically right, send out like a Make sure you like put me in the mix with oh, that. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I, got some, I, I got some... Uh, I got some writing talents I, I want to put the use with the commercials. Oh, man, come on. That that goes without saying, man. <laughs> I, I want to be able to get a check with any... 
I'm gonna, I, I, I'm willing to get a check with anybody, right. but I would love to get a check with some people that's been around me, that stay loyal, that mm -hmm. stay, you know, good. Right. And I want to see them eat. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, that's our model. Like, any artist that we deal with, we're doing above fair business. That's what, how we're right. bringing it to the table. And that's what's going to really make people want to mess with us because we're not, no slimy tactics, no contracts with all of right. this Behind the mumbo bank. jumbo right. and all that. No, this is straight up business and we're going to do good, fair business and everybody around is going to eat. Everybody's going to be happy. And I think that's what's going to give us our longevity. That's how it should go. Um, what I was going to say. Now, I was here one time when Lava was here and y'all guys had some crazy stories. I'm mad I didn't have the podcast up and running there. <laughs> <laughs> Because y'all was telling a lot of stories. If you can give me a couple of those stories, maybe one or two stories from back in the day when y'all was out there running to L.A. or something like that, um, that'd be dope. Well, in the beginning, he had just wrote his, uh, he had just wrote Dre verse. I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but he actually wrote his verse for The Watcher on uh, on the song with Jay-Z. Oh, shit. Lava Pen. Okay. And Dre, Re Dre recited it, basically. <laughs> So when we were going out to, I had just got with my man Wayne. He was my manager and Lava's manager. Okay. And um, Lava, Wayne, and my man Briz, they were out there way, like, months before. They were, like, basically living out there. Mm -hmm. And when he came to Philly, this was when I was about to leave. This is when the studio was called The Heat before it turned into the fourth quarter. Right. So this is how I got Dwayne. That's how I got to L.A. to meet Dre and a few other things. So when we got out to, uh, you know, L.A., um, like I said, this was the beginning. Lava was really going back out. We were flying out together. He was going to get with Dre, get his check and everything. So, you know, back then it was like we were still trying to figure it out, make it happen. We was trying to make it happen. And we, on this particular time we went out, I think between us, we might have had like $7. I think I had the money. <laughs> Damn. I don't even think he had. And we was waiting for Wayne to come from, um, I think he was now in Miami. After he wrote the verse with Dre? He had wrote it. And we were, his tra his re the reason for him going back out of L.A. was to go and get his check and right. pick everything up. And me, this was my first time. Okay. So, I mean, my partner had money. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, my manager had money. Like, we were staying in a mansion with a, with a pool in the backyard that, and a waterfall coming down. Hey. So... Money wasn't the issue. Yeah. We just, he called on the humbugs like, yo, you ready to go to Cali? I'm like, yeah. He said, you're going to fly with Lava. And it was all last minute. I think my plane ticket might have been like $1,000 because he did it like on the spot. Right. So it, it wasn't no cash app or none of that back then. Nah. It was like, look, when y'all get to the cribs, he was in there. I'm right behind y'all. I'll take care of y'all. Right. So for the first little bit of time, you know, a couple hours we was there, I'm like, damn, I'm hungry. Yeah, we made a we made a meal out of uh, vanilla fudge ice cream. <laughs> it was that and, and and something else. I don't know what it was, but we laugh about that to this day. That's I mean, crazy. and of course that night when when my manager got there, we all out on like sunset, sure. like we were just chilling, like going to the different restaurants. Uh, oh man, we was having a ball. That's it was sure. it wasn't nothing we 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 couldn't have or or do. Like we was out there, like. Balling like, you know what I'm saying? We was on. Like a nigga that's a star. Yeah. yeah. We, we went to all of the restaurants, all the clubs. Um, you know, he took, he definitely took good care of us. Wayne was a, is a, is a 
Real good dude. Love him, man. All right, well, besides the other things you got going on, um, I know you got the studio and everything. Digital Collective Studio. So anybody can come here if you want to tell them the price or whatever like that? Uh, no, anybody can't come in. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Anybody just can't. You can't just walk in my joint. You have to be referred. And the person that refers you, they have to have A1. If they don't right. have A1, you can't even get in my door. Right. And it is, for me, it's not about... Um, you know how how uh, how they you know the rappers say um, change the weather and all of that right. change the climate whatever like they change they they flying to change yeah. the weather and all of that uh, I I just I've been through some stuff so yeah. I'm controlling my climate right I have to know who's in here at all times if I want to lay my head down and go to sleep. I know when I wake up, it's not a gun pointed at my head or yeah. none of that kind of stuff. So, no, nah, you can't, you can't, uh, and it's some license to carry in here, by the way, just so, you know, folks know. But, no, nah, we, for me, I want to control who I have around me. Gotcha. For me, it has to be a situation where, like, we need to meet. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, you been like family, so mm -hmm. you already stamped. You solidified. You right. can, wherever I go, you can always come. You know what I'm saying, but um, the average person, I have to to know, and it has to be like something like real. Like I've done that for years, where a person comes in, and and it, for real, for real, an engineer is not supposed to worry about that sort of thing. All you really worried about is recording people and getting paid. <laughs> and 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 you know, but not it's all engineers. Well, I'm just saying. That's the basic principle yeah. of owning a studio that you rent out for people to come. Right. You're, you're selling time, basically. Right, right. And that's not me. what I'm doing here. This is, and a lot of people in, the, in this generation, a lot of people back in the day know me as a producer. Mm -hmm. A lot of the new people know me as an engineer because right. they've never had a chance to get me to make music for them or do anything. They don't know that side. So they learn it when they come in. When I play beats, they're like, damn, you make beats? That's what I do. Like, yeah. The engineering is I just picked up as yeah. we go. Another s small funny story. i never forget when I first signed with she. we were going to a studio. We went to the Hit Factory. I think okay. they were charging us like 150 an hour or whatever. Mm. And... This was new, you know, he had new NBA money, so I guess dude was like, oh man, I'm going to suck this up. Right. Yo, he's sitting there, he's just doing stuff, and I'm like, this little touching, just little touch. this, like, he's just touching stuff, and I'm saying to myself, he's not doing anything. <laughs> I don't hear new music changing, I don't hear nothing. Now, I started that, that journey with Blair, mm -hmm. but I really, really, really got on top of it. When I got with she, when I learned, and I said to myself, instead of paying somebody a bunch of money to claim that they're engineering or recording you, I can learn how to do it, right. and we can have our own studio. I had it with Blair before, so it just took it to a whole nother level. Like the one, like I said, the studio I had with Blair, like Blair, I'm not even gonna front. He spent a lot of money too. We built. We took an old garage and turned it into a studio on 15th and Mellon, which later became uh, Black Friday. 
Okay. A lot of people don't even know that. So that that uh, it's not uh, what's that one street something from the streets? The 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 it's the documentary with Hove. It's talking oh, to DJ Clue. Streets is watching. Uh, he they're actually sitting in that studio. Oh shit! And he's talking to Clue on the couch. Whatever to at, telling him whatever whatever that's actually in the studio that Blair Blair sold the building to Sadiq. Okay. And that actually became Black Friday. Okay, uh, like the headquarters. Right. Okay. Yeah. Later later down the line, and then I I left. When I left Blair, like I said, we got the building down on Twenty First and Monumenting, mm -hmm. uh, in South Philly, and that was like I said, that was like a three four million dollar studio. My speakers alone, each speaker, the big ones, was sixty thousand a piece. Yeah, what year was that? Like ninety eight, ninety nine. Damn. Yeah, like ninety between. I, that between <laughs> I don't even think I was going hard with the the music yet. No, y'all was still just fans of being able to come around yeah. and watch a little <laughs> bit of this and that, but no, no, you're not definitely not the level that you that you you know, going down. But over right. the years I've been blessed to fall upon a few hardships and, and bounce back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now it's just like I don't even give none of the negativity no shine. Like right. people ask me all kind of stuff and I'd be like, I don't even want to talk about that because 'cause I'm I'm more on a you on a different, different yeah. level. Yeah, like I had to, you know, I got robbed in 2017, and when I got robbed, I started thinking like, who could I call to help me out? Right. Like, cause I just took a nice little hit. Who could stand and lose maybe? Well, not lose. Who can stand to invest 15, 20k mm -hmm. to help me get back? And the only person I could think about was Pharrell. So I hit him, and on on this occasion. On this rare occasion, <laughs> he answered. He, no, I texted him. I'm like, yo, guys, right. call me ASAP. It's real important. About five minutes later, I hear my phone ringing, and I got he has a special ringtone. So right. like, I know when he called, I wanted Mr. Call because he called me one time while he was in Philly, <laughs> and I think the number might have been blocked, or I don't know what it was, but I didn't answer the phone. Oh, that's crazy. And he actually felt some type of way about it because he thought I was... He thought you was ignoring him or something. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. Right. But this particular time, I hit him. He hit me back within five minutes, and we talked on the phone for about 50 minutes. And in that talk, I basically broke everything down to him, and he was like, well, it sounds like you really want me to help you financially. And he was like, I really can't. Like, I'm, you know, he said, I, I'm kind of spread thin. I'm saying to myself, okay. That's a lot of damn spreading, but, yeah, right. yeah. but okay. You got that I bread. understand what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So basically, he does a lot for a lot of people. like his mom, right. his dad, his brothers, and you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Family that's like right there. Right. So I understood it, but what he gave me, I I treasure that way more right. than like he's done stuff for me before. Got me a computer hooked me up with different people at Apple, different labels and right. stuff like that. So he's done things, but we've never really like done anything together. Right. But what he did give me, he gave me some advice that was way more valuable. He told me I wouldn't go looking for those guys. I wouldn't go looking for the equipment. I wouldn't go look for none of that stuff. What you need to do 
you need to erase that out of that space, like in your heart and in your mind. And when you do, mm-hmm. he said, he said, I'm telling you this now. You probably tell him, man, I ain't trying to hear that bullshit. <laughs> and I wasn't. Right. Because I was pissed. You probably mad as shit at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, because I really want him to say, all right, cuz, I'm going to wire you some money and you'll be straight and get back. No, he basically was like, you need to remove that out of that space. And he said, once you do, God is going to put something right back in that space, but it's going to be bigger right. and better. And once I grasped that concept and followed it, but, now this happened in November of 2017. By January, I probably had 80% of my equipment rebought. Damn. So then it was a matter of deciding where I was going to go, where I was going to move to, how I was going to set everything up. Right. Uh, you know, so I kind of dragged my feet, so to speak, still trying to figure it out. But one day I just happened to look up and I'm like, damn, I got a whole bunch of equipment. And like, <laughs> I, I'm like really, really back for real, for real. Yeah. So once I did it, my partner, he took the old table that I, he took to take this table that I built. He took it and put it in the new spot. And when he put it in a new spot, he had been trying to get me to come to and I didn't want to go because my mind just wasn't there. I knew I was buying gear and stuff, but I still wasn't all the way like right. sold. He wasn't up for it. Yeah, and he put the, put it in the room and I went and looked. I was like, damn, this could work. <laughs> this could work. So actually it was on that wall. So when I saw it, I'm like, damn, this really could work. So long story short, here we are. Put everything back together. And and right after that, see, because I also design studios and stuff too. So once I got in here and I started rolling, uh, Bump from Major Figures wanted me to build him a studio. So um, we worked out the particulars, and I went over to Knife and Dolphin. He's in that big building at Knife and Dolphin. And that's what, uh, Mayhem Studio? Yep, Mayhem. Yep, so I went and, and did that joint. So I wasn't spending a lot of time on my joint. So mm-hmm. now... Fast forward, like right after this end of the summer, I got out of there and I came back over here and I started like really like working on the music. I wasn't working on the studio, but things just start picking up like crazy. So I was like, damn, we get so much traction and we getting talent. I got to make my room better. So working on the, uh, starting probably next week, little changes in the room. The lounge area is going to be done over and we just discussed this. Two days ago, there's a room upstairs we're going to take and turn that into an office slash, like, it's going to be another studio. So we're actually going to... Yeah, two studios? Yeah. There's going to be a booth and everything in there. Booth and everything. It's going to be nice. And that one even got going to have a kitchen in the room. Like, it's crazy. It's going to be nice. So, and, and this is just to make things comfortable while we're here because really, the way things looking up, the plan is for us to... By the end of 2019, being in a, in a building somewhere like a big building where we yeah. can have offices and all of that stuff, like that sound like a movie. Everything is progresses like we feel like it's going to progress the way it's looking. I said this 2019 is is great, but 2020 is going to be gorgeous. Man. Yeah, I believe you. One more question before you go. Okay. Um. I always hear producers complaining about not getting paid right or mm-hmm. um, 
not being able to push their music how they want or whatever like that. What advice would you give up and coming producers that that's in that type of situation or feel that type of way? Or what's yeah. your opinion on producers not getting paid the right way and stuff like that? Okay. You know, it's, it's all of that is based on who you're working with mm -hmm. and what you feel your worth is at that particular time and what you know about the business. So if a person comes along and they say, here, take this $2,500 and you're not getting no money, that's real inviting. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then they turn around and give you some bullshit contract or whatever and you sign it and you go out here and make a bunch of hit records. Legally, you're bound to whatever it is they gave you right. because you signed it. So really my advice to any producer is if anybody does anything for you or with you, and there's an agreement involved, make sure you understand it. Read it, and if you don't understand it, get somebody who does right. to help you and make sure it's within the guidelines of how you want to operate. Because at the end of the day, if your music is hot, you really hold the cards on how how much the person is willing to say, damn, I know I, I can't gank him, so, you know. No, that, that song is hot. If you make the song and it's deniable, undeniable rather, mm -hmm. then person is going to play fair because they know they got to they got to get this to the market they got to right. do whatever they got to do to get it to the market but if you don't do things like get and it's simple stuff while you sitting here waiting for six seven months to figure out even figure out what you're doing you can start by doing stuff like set up your publishing making sure you got split sheets and all of that handy so that you, if you come in you come in the studio with somebody and you do a song with them, and the song is a number one record, you don't have your publishing listed, you don't have a, a split sheet agreement, none of that stuff in place, you can't get no money because you don't have no, no legs to stand. I mean, you can go to court and say, yeah, I did this or I did that. Sometimes when you're not feeling, like when I'm not feeling creative sometimes, I still go and I dig. I, when I used to dig for records, I would go to the store and get those records. Mm -hmm. And... and come back and play them. Now I do virtual digs. I'm online. I'm always trying to do something right. to accumulate content and and learn something about the business that I'm in. So when I get into situations, I can always address whatever it is and I can handle myself. So my advice is, whatever you're getting into, just make sure that you understand it. And if you don't understand it, get someone who does that you can trust help you understand it. And then just make sure that you cover all your bases. If you cover all your bases, there's nothing nobody can do to you unless you say, hey, I know this might be a low number, but I'm guaranteed to move way more units. Like, I've been signed to Teddy Riley before. So Teddy would, he, you know, he could take a track, come play a string on it, and now it's <laughs> produced by him and co-produced by you. Damn. But if he go and shop that track and get fifty grand, whereas you might have shopped the same track and got five grand, right? Do the math. And what would your breakdown be from the? 50 it might be twenty percent or whatever, okay. but it's still going to be five, way right. right. It's going to be better than what you was probably going to get. Right. And at that particular time, he probably was getting a hundred thousand. So if you got twenty percent of that, that's still way more than the and and the five grand. I'm being generous right. based on you know the person that you're talking to because they're going to say 
what placements, what other placements do you have? Who did you <laughs> What's your resume? <laughs> if you What's don't your have one, they might be talking about 2,500. They're yeah. not going to say that to Teddy. He's yeah. a legend. Right. They can't. Right. They can't say that though. A lot of these artists do the same thing. Oh, producers. Timbaland, Dre, have other producers and people working under them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, put, a, put like a snare in there. That's right. It's, 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 number one, and that's kind of, I'm still hands-on, mm -hmm. but that's part of the, what I'm doing here at Bill Collectors, too. Bringing in some young producers, giving them a chance to sit in here, work on the equipment, and make some beats and not be looking up at the clock saying, oh, I'm only in there for two hours or whatever. Right. You know, I, I open the door. And I grab some talent. Like, I'm changing the whole... I've been a one-man band for years. That's true. Been a one-man band for years. Like, now <laughs> You've always been like, solo dolo since Yeah. Time. And I made a shitload of music. Yeah. <laughs> Tons of music. So now it's like, all right, now it's time to approach it different. I can pick and choose what projects that I want to work on, but right. I still got my hand in everything because it's flying under my flag. Right. And I think that's, that's due to me. Yeah, you know I'm saying? I is. put time in. So I think it now, is too. And, 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 and I'm not taking advantage of nobody. Like I said, I'm doing above fair business. Mm -hmm. So everybody that, that's, that's with me, they happy. Everybody eats me. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man, we're going to get out of here, but I appreciate you. Hey, likewise, man. You already know what it is. Thanks for the interview, for yes, your sir. time yes, and sir. everything. Yes, sir. And uh, hopefully we get back with you in a few weeks or months or whatever. And see where your progress is with everything that's going oh, on. Oh, you always welcome, man. You know that. Without that goes without saying. Yes, sir. All right, we'll be back right after this. If you're not listening to the Booze Brothers podcast, then you're lame. Yeah. Yo, yo, Shuts yo. the mobster again. Feast bills again. Yo, man. Mr. Drunken Drum. You know what I'm Booze on. Booze Brothers podcast. Shout out to Cavassier. Hopefully one day y'all niggas gonna be our sponsors. That's all we fucking drink anyway. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You dig? But uh, yeah, we back to this shit, man. We getting on, getting yeah. lit. Let's get right into it. Twenty One Savage. What's going on, bro? That nigga got deported, as we said before in the first episode. But now uh -huh. it's on some shit where they telling him like, my man, either you gotta give up your rights to be in America. Well, you're going to have to sit in jail, which could take up to six months to a year, until you get a bell, whenever we feel like giving you a bell, and then you can get out and you can fight that shit from, from wherever you get out at. Yeah, that's how I'm fighting. Yeah, that's, that's what they told my man. <clears throat> so, but the nigga fucking, didn't they say his fucking visa been expired for the longest, though? That's what I'm saying. Once he starts talking that, that positive yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. they said, no, we're going we gonna, to... Uh, <laughs> you ain't do your visa right, my nigga. Right, yeah, they out of pocket. It's out of pocket. But, uh, they, they want them to be over here and getting into some shit and banging themselves, making themselves look bad. So it's yeah, long as long as niggas killing each other and making shit about killing each other and shit like that, they don't give a fuck about what we doing. Yeah, that's out of pocket. Until until it's something positive, and they say, "Hold the fuck See, up." He trying to make some change. He trying to get ahead, my man. Listen, we going to cut that short. <laughs> but, he out of pocket. <laughs> It's fucked up though. That's how this shit be going. Man, free that man. But uh, Jay Z, over the guy, he stepped in. He uh, hired him a lawyer or some shit like that. Legal team. Mm, respect, a nigga, he, he hired a nigga named Alex Spiro. Okay. You know what I mean? Handle like the case. You know what I mean? 
That's how we supposed to do it, though. We supposed to look out for one another. He been doing that shit a lot lately, though. I then know. They, then they say that he, him and Beyonce like bailed a bunch of people out or did something for somebody. I think so. It was a while ago, but paid some bills and got some niggas out of prison. Some shit. That's why I fuck with old, though. He's a real OG. He, he, he cool, but he got some shit with him too, though. I heard some stories about him doing underhanded business type tactics, but. With what? What you mean? Still niggas beat songs? Oh, 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 <laughs> like, oh, 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 oh. I thought you were talking about something oh, recent. No, no not no, nothing no, recent, no, but, no. you know what I mean? Yeah, hold him out of pocket for that shit. Yeah, he been out of pocket. I ain't like Hold for a long time because of that shit. Right. Still a niggas beats. <laughs> songs. <laughs> like, flows. <laughs> well, with the shit with Sparks, he said he ain't really. I don't know. We mentioned this shit last episode where he said that beat that he used wasn't the beat. It was the song. It was the song like that. Give it to me. Yeah. That shit like whatever song. It, he had a whole song though. Yeah, he was out of You know what I'm saying? But he took that shit and was like, let me get that and I'm going to just put you on the hook. You think what Cut him a, a husky ass check for that shit because I know he made a lot of money. He could have gave him a verse. Something. And did the paperwork right. He would have still been. That was the biggest hit of that summer. That see, but then it, see, but then again, I, I'm I'm a kind of retract. No, I ain't gonna retract my statement. I'm staying on what I'm saying. But them niggas, they wasn't like they mind as far as business wasn't right. So it's like I can't fully blame Hope for that shit. Because if the business was right and that nigga knew to get some paperwork and how to get money off that shit, then you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's everybody's problem though. Yeah, the business is fucking all the way up. Niggas don't be knowing what they're doing. Like, fucking, I seen, uh, what's his name? Blueface on um, one, uh, the Breakfast Club. They asked this nigga what kind of deal he got. Nah. This nigga said, I don't know. What? <laughs> he said, you got ex whack Oh, shit. <laughs> you got ex I don't know about no paperwork. This nigga don't even know what's going on with his life. Like, your whole career in another man's hands. Like, he tripping. Yo. He gonna get jerked for real. Like, <laughs> We be raping you, raping you, raping you, raping you, raping you. Raping you. <laughs> yo, that's crazy, yo. These niggas, y'all niggas need to pay attention to what y'all doing. You niggas gotta read books or something, man. Yeah, out of pocket, that nigga like, just, he just, just dumb hyped, shit. He just hyped to be on. Like, I got signed. I'm famous. <laughs> niggas, that's all. That's what it is, though. This, this, <laughs> and Wack go out there and say, none of my artists signed the 360s. They don't know that because they ain't reading the fucking paperwork. <laughs> Say whatever the fuck you want to say, nigga. You gotta get a lawyer or something. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? You know what I mean? That's what my man Lee just was saying in the other segment. He like, y'all niggas, get your paperwork right. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't know it, get somebody that do know it and read Hell it over. Yeah. Hell yeah. That shit's you know what I mean? Bro. But it is a nigga that's out of jail, though. DMX. Yes, sir. The dog. <laughs> the dog. Girl. Hell, man. Shout out to the hey, yo, bitch. <laughs> hey, yo, bitch. That's my man. Roll my weed. You got my liquor? <laughs> they say he's supposed to be a gospel rapper now. Yo, listen, X should not do gospel rap. Yo, I, I ain't gonna lie, I wouldn't be able to take that shit serious, though. Yo, like, it ain't taking it serious. It just don't sound like authentic X. Like, no, fuck no, I'm used to that nigga talking some gangster shit. Yeah. What's on y'all niggas' minds fucking with me? I know somebody that told you about fucking the beat, fucking <laughs> the trees, but you would beat. You know what I mean? Shit like that. He told some, Jesus, I know you was with me. Right behind me, seeing the footsteps. <laughs> Niggas tried me. In <laughs> Jesus' name. <laughs> no, X, you gotta come back to the dark side, you brother. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> not not saying that you can't do one uh, or two songs like that, but no, not no whole album, nothing, dog. Shit, Lord, what was the joint? Give me a sign. That was like borderline. Like that joint was cool. ass, though. I fucked with that. That joint was ass. I ain't gonna fraud. That joint was ass, cuz. You know what I'm saying? But. 
Just like a whole gospel rapper. That Jones no, ass. Can't do that shit, man. That Jones always ass. No, but shout out to that man, man. I'm glad to see him home, man. He, he wanted, I, I put him as like one of the legends in the game. He's definitely man. in the top. Yeah, he in the top ten. Spitters at all time. Man. Oh, man. No, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's up with your man game, yo? I don't know. That nigga's weird. Yo, he came at Kanye West first. Well, he came with all these niggas in one song. He came at Kanye West and Joe Buzz. <laughs> he coming at niggas that don't even rap no more. Like, Joe Buzz don't even want to rap no more. He coming at him. Because that's like pillow talking, though. He talking about fucking eight bitches. Yeah, but that, that was that, back in the day. Like Still, though. That's, that's nut shit. That's, that's definitely nuts. nut shit. Like, who? But I bet any amount of money that nigga about to drop an album out of nowhere, though. No, it ain't out of nowhere. Yo, he was in the studio. Yo, it, no, niggas know he working on the album. That's what I'm saying. Like, he always just this niggas when he got an album coming out. Every that fucking album came He never had to do no shit like that, though. But he did, that's what he do, though. He's starting to do it now because he's starting to fall off. He's not as hot. That's what Joe Buttons was saying. He's like, yo, he, he's man. not as hot. He can't keep up with the shit that niggas is doing now. So he's using a tactic that don't really fit him. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, and, and trying to get hot. When he don't really need to do that because he really can fucking rap. If Game Drop an album... It fuck around and be hot. You know what I'm saying? Without all the bullshit tactics and no, all that shit. I don't shit. fuck with that shit. Game no, I don't fuck with that shit, nigga. For that shit. I don't respect it. I don't respect that shit, neither. That shit. Dead that shit. You too old for that shit. <laughs> you gotta fucking use tactics and coming at niggas to sell your fucking albums. And niggas ain't even buying CDs and albums no more, for real, for real. Get <laughs> like, the fuck out of here with that shit, man. That shit is corny, man. I don't even want to fuck that nigga. Fuck it. We off that. Let's go to a different beat, though. Uh, motherfucking Chris Brown, the Offset. Offset! <laughs> <laughs> Another R&B nigga beat with a rap beat. This not even a rap beef, though. This is just like... This nigga... Somebody posted a meme about 21 Savage, right? He posted it. Chris Brown reposted it, laughing at him and shit like that. Offset said that was some sucky shit and some fuckboy shit, and now this nigga just start going in on him. I seen that shit. I seen the little message. He put like put the messages, the uh, inboxes. He put that shit up online and everything too. I think that's some old shit. You shouldn't kick that nigga while he's down. But no, that's shit. the me. The meme's funny though. Like it is, but they in a different world. He didn't though. make the meme. You think what I'm saying? I know that, and I he just laughed that. at it. Me thought it was funny. I understand that 100. <coughs> percent but they in a different world though. They like got this little bubble around these fucking celebrities. Like you can't do certain shit. That's like if I was to got if I was to get booked, right? Yeah. And the nigga that you like, you know, whatever, like in the industry, he pulls some shit. You gonna feel some type of way about that shit? Now if it's regular motherfucker Joe Smoles, you ain't gonna give a fuck. Right. The nigga make me even happen. But you like be around these celebrity ass. Right. Like, don't right. do that shit, bro. Like I, that's my man. You know what I'm right. Saying? Right. But no, I get I get where token. Offset. I'm not saying Offset yeah. is wrong at all. Yeah. I'm not saying neither one of them is wrong. But for him to start a beef and continue that shit is, is that shit pointless. Now I heard he bringing Cardi B and shit. Like no, no that's whole shit. shit you know mind, mind your business. Oh wait, who who came at Cardi? Chris, Chris Brown. Brown. Oh, Chris Brown. Yeah. Oh, 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 he came at that man, bitch. He out of pocket. Listen, no, I ain't gonna even call it because that's bad. Man, fuck that. He came in there and I just thought about that shit. What the fuck, nigga? But anyway, no, he out of pocket. He should have yeah, bought it. Right. That's, that's whole shit, dog. We ain't in all that. Yeah, he out of pocket. bring no females into that shit, dog. And then if you ain't got no female to like claim somebody to come at, no, you you out of pocket. Hey, listen, what you call you to fuck, um, Karuchi? Who? Quavo. 
I used to be his bitch. So he trying to say my man Bob's your old bitch. He, he trying to get back at offset. <laughs> he trying to get at offset. No, they was beefing for that shit. I think they got to fight in the club and all that shit over that bitch. He was, Chris Brown was loving that pussy. <laughs> he was loving that shit. He got the fuck. That man fucked your bitch, so you gonna come at his cousin? What is that, his cousin or his uncle? Uncle, I don't know. Them niggas related. <laughs> you out of pocket, dog. Get the fuck out of here, Chris Brown. You lost that one. I ain't gonna say you lost, but like this. I'm, this, I'm, this, I'm gonna take your old words, Chris Brown. Tone that shit down, like you said on that Gucci song. You out Tone of that pocket, shit dog. down. You mad? You just mad all around the board. You was waiting for a moment. Need that coke alone. Like, like you say all that shit. Like he, he was waiting to say that shit for a long time, man. Get the fuck out of here, Chris Brown. <laughs> I don't even talk about that nigga. All right, we're going to move off these suck-ass niggas. Uh, let's go to another suck-ass nigga, though. Uh, DJ Academics. Throw <laughs> <laughs> a little looking motherfucker. Oh, you fucking fat. Now, Theodore from... You did- <laughs> <laughs> fuck that nigga, dog. He out of pocket. Yo, so you think that nigga informant? Who? <coughs> DJ Academics, you think he got? I don't put it past him. He look like some niggas locked up and all that type of shit. Yeah, I don't put it past him. Like he a little sucker ass nigga. I don't put it past him. He probably do. He probably work for them hip hop. Yeah, homies. I believe he probably they probably put him there to infiltrate shit because he came out of nowhere on that internet shit. They put, yeah. he probably a fed for real, like yeah. a CIA agent. He one of them nerdy type niggas that that could be a CIA agent on the low and shit undercover ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> New York undercover ass nigga. <laughs> Squirrel face that he already like half a rat, so why not? Nut ass nigga. I don't know. Him, him and DJ Vlad, they probably both fuck with the police. Can't so you think Vlad a cop? Yeah, he I don't put it cop. past him. He, the way he acts is like an interrogation. The way he asks questions, <laughs> it ain't like an interview. It'd be like, yeah, so you shot the dude, <laughs> and you did what? You was in who car? Tyrone and them? Oh shit! He asked you a question, you'll give him a quick answer. And shit. He want all the details, nigga. Like the fuck. He was so how many times you shot him? <laughs> Oh shit, so you emptied the clip? Okay, so the shell cases landed where? The police, dog. Like, y'all gotta stop fucking talking crazy with these niggas on these streets, man. Tell these niggas if that shit ain't about no music or no money, don't talk to don't ask me no questions about no other situation. Yo, I respect what's the name, though? Pee Wee Long, when he had a Vlad interview. And Vlad started asking me crazy questions about, like, how you be crippling and selling drugs. Pee Wee Long, we like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause he's probably think that nigga a cop. Like, <laughs> don't know no, I don't know shit about nah, what you I saying. I wasn't doing none of that. That shit was funny as shit. Speaking of fucking DJ Vlad though, they said um, they think he got AR Ab book. What you think about that? No, Ab was saying a lot of information no, though. All right, so man, you, you feel the way I I fucking feel about that shit. Cause you can't give up information too. Like you gotta fucking. You gotta be on, on on point with shit. Like if a nigga asking an incriminating ass question, don't get a nigga. He like, yeah, my plug gave me the block when I was sixteen. I was getting bricks yesterday. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, the fuck, Abby? Yeah, you yeah, draw yeah, like out of pocket dog. Like he just give up too much information dog. Like, you shouldn't be talking that much. You, I think he set his own self up with that shit. Yeah. Especially if you're a fucking known like known criminal. Like you got a peel right. and all that shit. I know they watching that shit. Yeah. Like you just sitting there, I got this many bricks, this many guns, we in the trap house. Once the camera come on with Abby, he just go the fuck off, yeah. man. He tell he don't give a fuck. Mm. <laughs> I can't blame Bad Vlad for that. Even the shit with um when 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 Meek and Cassidy was beefing. Uh-huh. And that nigga just 
he started telling all that shit. Like, I thought that whole situation was corny too. Yeah, that was nutty. That was definitely nutty. Like that was your man. He, he was sitting there trying to like flies on cash. I'll put past Cash being a sucker ass. Yeah, Nigga Cash probably still. definitely did some sucking shit, but you was with him. Like, yeah, like that he was paid you home. something. Like, you yeah. talking about you was, you, nobody like that, like that type of guy is not sitting around waiting for Cash to just all of a sudden just give you some millions of dollars. Like, uh, he it. had to be paying you something. Uh-huh. You was sleeping on the couch or whatever, <laughs> taking you shopping. Y'all definitely traveled because back in the day, you was, he was everywhere with him. So, Hell yeah. That was his man, though. I don't care what he say about that shit. Then once that shit with Meek and him going, you like, I just know him from rap. All right, that's cool, but you ain't got to try to, like, disown him like that. That was your dog. Like, <laughs> you can't fuck him for all like that. That's <clears throat> but anyway. You heard that new Academics in 6 9 song? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, well, nah, fuck that. We're going to bypass that. I ain't hear that shit. Either. No. That shit probably majorly bullshit, too. Yeah, that nigga dropped his song, though, with this nigga. But like, he going to wait till he get booked to drop that shit, though? See, see uh, what's his name? Academic? <laughs> Academic, he do some nut shit. You going to wait till that nigga get booked to drop that song. Why ain't been dropped that shit? Because like, he trying to get famous off rap. But Dude, Sit the fuck down. Who the fuck is he trying to get famous off rap? It's called clout chasing. That's what he about to get fucked up because Meek didn't put a hit out on him or something. Like <laughs> Meek told him stop posting that rat ass shit. You nigga, you a rat. Your man's a rat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm funny. Meek on his ass. Like, academics better chill. <laughs> oh, Melody. But Teefy, no, Teefy go. Teefy come out the woodworks and beat him the fuck up. He gonna look up why he on uh what's that show they got? TMZ. No, what's that show oh, they got? Oh, um, Something struggle. What is it called? Uh, I was about to say ultimate struggle. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? Uh, something like that. Everyday, know, struggle. everyday struggle. I do. He gonna come up there like and sock the shit out of a fucking. <laughs> that nigga hat gonna fly <laughs> off and shit. He's gonna be all red, you bitch ass nigga. But anyway, man, fuck that, shit, fuck that bitch ass man. That's the last time we mentioned you on the show, yeah, you bitch. You fuck out of here. He said, you fuck out of here. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, anyway. man. Let's talk about these racist ass pussies, uh, Gucci, Prada, Montclair. You seen that shit? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a picture the of The blackface shit? Yeah. That's they cool. out of pocket. Like, drop my damn cup. Listen, this is the thing, though. These motherfuckers don't give a fuck about us. They don't fuck care that. about marketing towards us. That was a marketing scheme because all that shit came out at the same time. They not dumb. Yo, I think they, they got all the controversy, did. free advertisement yeah, yeah, in the world. They, and guess who going to buy this shit? A lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even some black people still going to buy their shit because they like certain shit from the motherfucking people. So I think they're low-key just trying to get motherfuckers. Uh, black people stop buying their shit. No, I think they they don't care if we buy their shit regardless. They're going to get the money if we do buy the shit. But they don't market to us. At all. (laughs) They don't don't design their clothes for us. At all. So, y'all niggas need to start supporting black businesses and shit. Even shit like this podcast. Like, support us so we can fucking do shit that's great. Like, we all need to be great. what we, what we about to start doing is Bruce Brothers, man. All the all black motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got smooth lines in there, that shit, man. We been definitely about to start supporting y'all shit, promoting y'all shit. Just get with us, man. Right. We got clothes, too. Yeah. Broke cold shirts. Broke, yeah, the broke cold shirts. You know what I mean? Apparel. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all we got shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, let us know, man. Get with us, man. You know what I mean? Fuck is y'all Support. 
You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, they're fucking. I, I got a pair of Pradas in my motherfucking uh, Burn them. <laughs> Yo, I was mad because my sunglasses Prada. I was like, yeah, I, I can't wear these I wore them bitches. I got like Prada cologne. I'm like, damn, Yo. I got that shit smell good as shit. Too. I got rid of that shit. No, I already bought it. Fuck it. Once it's done, I ain't gonna buy it it's no more. Done. But I'm not gonna not wear the shit I bought already. Sorry. But um, that shit out of pocket though. That shit definitely nutty. You know what I'm saying. I don't shit. have no Gucci shit though. Fuck Gucci. <laughs> Fuck Gucci. <laughs> you know what, I'm what else we got? Uh, you tell me. You got any other topics, my brother? No, not really. Let's talk about Cavassier. I hope you niggas ain't racist because I buy this shit every yeah, week. Yeah, like, I drink this shit like it's more. I'll be mad as shit you niggas is racist. No, y'all got knives on y'all campaign, so I hope not. But uh, <laughs> that, that don't mean shit. But holla at us, Cavassier, if you listening, if anybody, a rep from Cavassier, a motherfucking CEO, anybody, a representative, fucking assistant, if you from Cavassier, get with us, man. That's all we drink. Oh, yeah, man. Listen. We need that sponsorship. For sure, for sure, for sure. But y'all motherfuckers out I'm here. Tra- <laughs> I don't know why you know that shit. You know what I'm saying? Listen, we looking for different motherfuckers to talk to. We trying to spread and promote all this shit. Interviews. Interviews. Y'all fucking, I don't give a fuck. You sing, dance, make clothes. Whatever. If you know a motherfucker, Listen, we open to interview anybody that's Hell doing yeah. something positive, you know what I'm that's doing something with some talent, fashion lines, music, every motherfucker, anything, whatever you doing, know, art. Saying? We about to do some real Philly support Philly shit, man. That shit just these niggas had going on. That shit was false advertising, man. Niggas, if you ain't got no buzz and none of that shit, niggas ain't fucking with you for real, for real. We gonna and they gonna charge you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what it's really about. Like these niggas got multi, uh, multi-million dollar deals and shit already. Fuck out. You know what I'm saying? But you know what it is. Sess the mobster. Feast bills. That's it. What you got coming out? Oh, I got uh, the Mobster 3 coming out. Mobster 3. I got uh, Booze Brothers joint project with you coming out. You know, you know, you know. A few videos. I got the single out problem. That's everywhere on all platforms. Check that out. Hell yeah. I got a couple more records coming out. Make sure you uh, keep your eyes open for that. What you got coming out, brother? Slept on 2 is coming soon. Right, 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 right. Drunk and Drawn gonna drop first, though. He drunk and drawn. You know what I'm saying? Drunk and drawn dropping, slept dropping. on two dropping. He slept on. We coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We working on every motherfucking thing. Movies and all that shit. And listen, if you niggas don't support me, this is my last year rapping. I'm not doing no more fucking tracks. Don't ask me to rap. Don't ask me to freestyle. Oh, yeah. Mobster Mondays and Feast Fridays every fucking week. And look out for the fucking podcast every fucking weekend. It might drop fucking Saturday. It might be dropping Sunday. Yeah, we don't got no but specific yeah, days. Saturday and Sunday, the podcast is going to be out. Mobster Mondays and Feast Fridays. Mobster Mondays. Then, Check that out on my Instagram page. Sess underscore the T-H-A underscore Mobster. M-O-B-S-T-A. You feel me? <laughs> feast Fridays. What's your I'm, what's your page? What's your Instagram uh, page? Was the Bull Feast on Instagram. The Bull. Under, oh, right, yeah, the Bull underscore Feast. Right. It's the Bull Feast on Facebook. I don't right. really be on Twitter, but I'm about to start fucking with Twitter. I'm on Twitter, but I don't it's really be on it like that. Yeah, it's the Bull Feast on Twitter too. You know what I'm saying? I let you motherfucking boy. We we about to wrap this shit up. Yeah, we wrapping this up. Uh, that's episode two. Make sure to tune in next time. For episode three coming soon. At ya. I let you boy. Bumble clap.